Let's talk about love. Let's talk about money. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about drugs. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about me. Let's talk about us. Let's talk about we. Let's talk about you, let's talk about me, let's talk about us, let's talk about we, let's talk about wealth, let's talk about greed, let's talk being broke, living in poverty, let's talk about black, let's talk about white, let's talk about how we still fight for our rights, let's talk government, sex schemes and drugs, and let's talk about God, let's talk about love, let's discuss our feelings. Hey y'all, welcome to A Blessed To Be Us. I'm your cousin in Christ, Montreux Levette, and this is Bougie Bible Studies. If you are new here, I'd like to welcome you to the best Bible study class that you will ever come across. And if you are not new here, then best believe you already know how we get down over here as we dive into a chapter a week and get the inside story about what took place in the Bible back in the ancient times that are still being preached about today. How exciting is that, that we're able to dive into the Bible and allow the Holy Spirit and God to work on our behalf to give us the life that we need to live to enjoy life every day. So I'm very excited about today's chapters because today's class, we will be in Galatians chapter five. If you have been with us, then you already know that we have been diving in and out of the Bible, like switching chapters and just going through the Bible just to get an understanding and for the past couple of weeks, we have been into the story of Paul and Paul has been breaking down multiple reasons why and how he glorifies God and, you know, just receiving God into his life and doing the works of the scripture. So how exciting it is for me to be able to take the time out my day to go ahead and read the Bible so that me and people like me, like you, who can understand and really want the understanding of God's words to resonate in our life. So this is very good for me. And I hope that you are excited about today's class like I am today about reading it to you guys. I mean, you can simply follow along out of any version you choose to. That is your choice. There is no judgment here. You can be from any background that you choose to. The Bible is for all of us. Jesus is for all of us. The Holy Spirit is for all of us. And God guide us all individually. So why not get a relationship with the most important thing and person, entity that we need in our life like God, okay, which is the creator of the universe. So go ahead and grab your Bibles. Today we will be in Galatians chapter 5. And today's title will be Freedom in Christ. I mean, I would rather have freedom in Christ than to have freedom anywhere else. But to understand what freedom in Christ is, let's go ahead and dive into the story so that God can speak to us and see what we can pull out of today's class. So if you are ready, I am ready as well. And today's class again, Galatians 5 verse 1, title is Freedom in Christ. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Mark my words, I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. Again, I declare to every man who let himself be circumcised that he is obligated to obey the whole law. You who are trying to be justified by the law have been alienated from Christ. You have fallen away from grace. 
For through the spirits we eagerly wait by faith the righteousness for which we hope. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. You are running a good race. Who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? That kind of persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. A little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. I am confident in the Lord that you will take no other view. The one who is throwing you into confusion, ever that may be, will have to pay the penalty. Brothers and sisters, if I am still preaching circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the offense of the cross has been abolished. As of those adjutors, I wish they would go the whole way and emasculate themselves. Life by the Spirit, verse 13. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, Walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Verse 19. The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passion and desires. And since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. And that is the end of chapter 5, you guys. What a very short, straight-to-the-point chapter. So let's try to break it down for our own understanding so that we can get an insight. And believe me, God is talking to you individually. So what my insight might be may be different from yours. So boom, freedom in Christ. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. What is that? What does that even mean? What does that mean for us to understand? And it is the freedom that Christ has set us free that we can enjoy that freedom. How do we get to that freedom if we don't even know what it looks like? If you don't know that Christ has set you free to live in that freedom, how would you even know to be a part of that freedom life that you need to live? Stand firm. Do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Yoke, the definition of yoke is bondage. So basically, Paul is letting us know to stand firm. Do not let us be bondage by slavery. We become slaves to the law when we have to obey the law. If you walk in spirit, the law does not stand because the law defines other things in life than what the spirit does. And so Paul is letting us know to stand firm and do not let ourselves be burdened again 
by the yoke of slavery, by the bondage of slavery, because we are not slaves. We are definitely not slaves. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you're not a slave. And if you felt like a slave, then we're going to help release yourself from any bondage that you may feel slave to. And that could just be the law. Anyways, mark my words. Paul, I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you. Again, I declare to every man who let himself be circumcised that he is obligated to obey the law. You who are trying to be justified by the law have been alienated from Christ. You have fallen away from grace, for through the Spirit we eagerly await by the faith of life, for which we hope. What's so funny is because this passage is for all of us. It is by law that some people should be circumcised. I mean, it was preached about in um, some other chapters about circumcision of the Bible. It is said to be, you are to be pure because you got circumcisions or something like that. But if we can retract what we heard in the chapter, which I'm actually going to go over again, is that whether circumcised or uncircumcised, it doesn't matter. That, that has no weight into what God wants to do in your life. A guy who is circumcised from a guy who is not circumcised does not not receive the blessing from God. Like, it just doesn't make sense. You know, we all fail from grace because we are a part of this world. So we all fail from grace. We all lost an attraction to what grace has. And what Paul is trying to give us an insight is he's trying to let us understand that we are trying to be justified by justified by the law, but we have been alienated from Christ because we have been trying to be justified by the law. The law cannot justify what Christ is doing for us spiritually. And it's kind of tricky. So you will kind of have to go listen to an episode that I did before when I talked about life in the spirit, life in the flesh, and how it's such a battle between the two. And it states right here in Galatians chapter five, how the two is just in conflict. And it's so hard to understand where you stand at in the midst of a conflict if you do not know Jesus Christ, if you don't know God, if you don't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, how are you supposed to discern the conflict in your life? How are you supposed to ask for help on certain things that you are going through in your life? And it's very hard. So it says you were running a good race. Who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? That kind of persuasion does not come from the one who caused you. Do you know how easy it is for me to get distracted? I can literally be thinking about doing something in a moment, like a minute later, I'm distracted. And I find myself very confessing, like I'm tired of being distracted. I've been saying that all year. So this year I've dedicated myself to not being distracted. And I told myself, no matter what you do, immediately when you find yourself being distracted, I need you to go back to what you was supposed to do. And it has been helping me. And I have been telling people, friends and family and people that I deal with that this year, I just don't have time for distraction. Enemy loves to distract us. He loves to throw us off our game plan, our purpose, our work, and our ideas, our desires. The enemy loves to get you distracted so that you do not do what you're supposed to do. It's so tricky and it's so hard because you don't find out you're distracted until after the fact that you are already distracted. And it's, I, I really do, I hate that so much, but it is such a reality to what life is and what it has to offer. It is so easy to, to get distracted. 
a little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. And what I take from that passage is that a little Holy Spirit works through the whole divine of who you are. A little bit of faith works through your entire flesh and existence. That's that's how I get it. I am confident in the Lord that you will take no other view. That's how I see it. A little bit of yeast works through the whole batch of dough. A little bit of faith works through the whole batch of flesh. That, that, that speaks to me. That says a lot to me. The one who is throwing you into confusion, whoever that may be, will have to pay the penalty. That means if the enemy is throwing me into confusion, the enemy has to pay that penalty, not me. Because it's likely that God knows that I'm most likely to be distracted. And he knows that it is not by his grace or his will that I'm being distracted, but he knows that there's another person who's working on a behalf of my distraction. And instead of persecuting me for being distracted, it says right here in scripture, whoever that may be, the one who is throwing you into confusion will have to pay the penalty. Whew. That lifts weight off my shoulder because I can just say, thank you, God, that I, it's not me being cursed, per, persecuted because I'm easily distracted. I have been easily distracted. Thank you for going after the one who actually distracts me, which is the enemy. However you want to identify the other person. But the distraction definitely comes from the enemy because God has a purpose for all of us. And in order to get to that purpose, we have to be in that relationship with God so that we can hear him clearly and, and be directed clearly. But the moment we get thrown off our course or distracted, God knows that that's the enemy trying to move us from our, our place. Thank you, Lord, for not making me feel guilty for allowing the enemy to sometimes distract. Thank you. It means a lot to me. Brothers and sisters, if I'm still preaching circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? <laughs> In that case, the offense of the cross has been abolished. And as for the agitators, I wish they would go the whole way and emasculate themselves. It's so funny because Paul is basically saying like, if circumcision meant that much to society, if you become such a pure person when you are circumcised, why am I still being persecuted? If I'm talking about circumcision. Like the doubters, the ones who don't believe what's going on, it, it really weighed a lot on the people who actually believe what's going on. So life by the Spirit, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. You, all of my cousins, Christ, were called to be free. Our brothers and sisters were called to be free. I was called to be free. But there is no way that I'm going to know that if I don't have a relationship with God. As clearly as it states in the Bible, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. I wouldn't even know how to get to that freedom because I, I wouldn't know to be free. I will be captive to my own thought of slavery. So like I have to obey the laws of this world, which is very tricky. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather serve one another humbly in love. And last week, I think I talked about love. I talked about how important that was and that it was the most valuable thing that we can carry with us. Because without love, we have nothing. No matter how much money you have, fame, people around you, no matter anything, without love, you are non-existent. I will humbly love those next to me. I will humbly love those I don't know. I will humbly carry love in my heart because I know for a fact that without love, non-existence, I don't exist. I will humbly serve others in kindness and love because that is something that is free, free thing for me to do. And it's such a priceless feeling that I receive 
knowing that I didn't have to do too much but show kindness lady who may have needed it. Literally, love your neighbor as yourself, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. If you don't love yourself, there is no way that you can love your neighbor. I never understood and I never realized that my projection was based off of who I was. It was the identity of who I am today. So when I see somebody else, the projection that I give to somebody else was mainly projected from who I was today or who I am today. And I never understood that because I used to be very angry and very mad and upset. And so my attitude would be very mad and angry, upset as well. And even though it wouldn't be towards I would project that on people and I would feel like they were mad and angry and upset with me. So I gave off the same mad, angry and upset attitude with them. But in reality, I didn't know that how I felt about people was actually how I actually felt about myself. And I say this to say that I didn't love myself. So I didn't know how to love someone else. Again, I said it before, I didn't know so there's no way that I can show another person love if I'm not even showing myself love. And I can't love my neighbor if I don't love myself. And if I do love my neighbor, I'm only loving my neighbor to the extent of how I love myself. And it was showing, it was saying. So I can see love very clearly when people give love or kindness or peace to other people. Is this, this is the example and the projection of myself. There's no way I'm going to let somebody come into my day and ruin my day because they're having a bad day. I love myself so much that I'm going to help you have a better day. And I didn't know that. I didn't understand that. I, I didn't know how to do that. In my relationship with God has taught me so much. And that's why I'm afraid to not God. I'm afraid to not continue on this journey with him because I've learned so much along the way. I'm scared that if I choose to go against what God is preparing for me, then I'm going to continue to have nothing because I always state this without God, I am nothing. So I'm asking God to use me wholeheartedly in a very humble way so that I never put myself above him, nor do I put myself above anybody else just because I'm to walk in relationship with God. It doesn't suit me and it doesn't benefit me. So I humbly ask the Lord to grace me with his presence all day, every day, because I know that this is a fleshly battle that I'm battling against of trying to keep my spirit connected to him and having my flesh connected to the world. It is so hard, but yet it is very much accomplishable. And I'm going to do that by walking in faith with the creator of the universe. So he says, so I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit which is what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other. And I just said that. They are in conflict. I didn't know that before. I didn't know like, why wow, was this this big, big such conflict in my mind and my heart and it was just conflict in and angry and all this stuff certain days and certain times and sometimes I would be happy and then sometimes I would turn around and be mad and of course anybody would diagnostics as bipolar but in reality it's the conflict of our lives that we have when we don't walk in relationship 
God. There is a huge conflict there and to not be able to identify that conflict will leave you in misery will leave you stressed out and in struggle, okay? They are in conflict with each other so so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you, because I don't want to be under the law. Anybody that makes rules, like Jay-Z said, I'll always have smoke for them. Because it was the same people who created the laws. It was the same people, the priests, the leaders who crucified Jesus. So I don't want to be a part of that society. Like, honestly, I don't. And I want to be led by the Spirit. I don't want to be led by the laws of this world. That's just me. No, you can choose you. So the acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery. Idolatry and witchcraft. Hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy. Drunkenness, orgies, and like that. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, I just want to say this in this term right here. I don't think that, um, and this is just my thought, and it's just my pain. This is not me to point the finger at anybody because, please, I think this scripture, this part is more into the desires of the flesh. It's like if you are desiring these and your flesh is desiring these, there has to be a way that you can understand that there should be some type of self-control where you're not forcing yourself to be a part of these great such acts because your flesh is desiring them, right? So have fun, live life, do you, you know what I'm saying? But if you're constantly allowing your flesh to be consumed by certain things that your flesh actually desires, then no, you're not going to be able to enter into the kingdom because you have to go through spirit. Our flesh is not going to be able to make it. We have to make it through spirit. You know why? Because when we die, our flesh, it, it, it doesn't go anywhere. Our spirit does. So if I have more control over my spirit, then my spirit is going to be able to lead and guide me better than my flesh. And that's what this scripture speaks to me about. Drunkenness, orgies, and things like that. Dimension, self-ambition. Like, that's a big deal. Like, that's all fleshly things. And so that's what it's it's talking about. It's talking about your fleshly desires. Now, they just throwing stuff out there so they can give you an idea of how you understand that. People, we actually desire these things like sex and and good times and self-ambitions and like you know I'm self-made also witchcraft people do it all the time I have no judgment and all this other stuff that he mentioned in the end because we look at people all the time and we look on social media and we be like oh I want that life I want this and we even be upset with ourselves I mean I'm even talking to myself there's times where I've been envious of somebody where I've even gotten mad at myself like why are you not in that position what what you doing wrong that that you ain't in that position but obviously God has spoke to me and he reminded me that my path is different and so I just need to stay on course and look to him but again we as humans this is by nature that our flesh is going to desire the things of the world it's going to desire the law of the world like our flesh is it was designed like that so to walk in spirit you have to choose say I'm gonna walk in relationship with God so that God can give me the tools and the people that I need, like Jesus and the Holy Spirit, to advocate for me so that we can maneuver through this life using my flesh, okay? that If that makes sense, then it can make sense. If not, try to decipher that and get into it. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Love, 
joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against those things. Self-control, being able to self-control yourself from your fleshly desires. Gentleness, being gentle with people who don't come from the same background as you, don't come from the same life as you, don't come from the same struggle as you. Just being gentle with people. Love, joy, like we talk about love and how important that was. The joy of God, just the joy of seeing your kids, the joy of succeeding, the joy of just having that joyous feeling that is a big deal for our spirit peace how many of us long for peace the peace that goes unnoticed in our lives that we long for we all got to get up and go to work and, and and make sure that the family's straight and make sure our lives are straight and just the whole stressful thing of society like these things the law can't hold against you like i go after these things i'm in search for these things i never search of the things of the world i never go after the things of the world even though they're beautiful and they're nice to have and things like that but my whole desire is to god to fill me with the things that the world cannot give me like love joy peace forbearance i need to be able to understand and endure some things when god is taking me through a rough time i want to be able to forbearance the the things that i cannot i feel like i can't endure i want to be able to move through life with goodness and kindness when i come across people who may be in a lower position than, than i am or a higher position than I, am. I never want to look at myself and think that i'm higher or mightier than anybody no matter what position God has me in. That is a big deal to me. So those who belong to Jesus Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. I have. I, I do as well have dire desires and passions of life, but I notice that it starts to diminish more and more as I walk in relationship with God. There's nothing more important to me than to have a relationship with God. And whatever that may be, and whatever that may be, I'm constantly reminding myself and I'm constantly talking to God about how important that is to my flesh desires. It's to be able to walk in faith with you, Lord, no matter where you take me and no matter what you do for me. And I'm so honored to be able to say, yes, I'm walking in relationship with God. And there is nobody or nothing that I'm going to let or move me from this path that I'm choosing to walk with the creator of the universe. It is such a big deal for me. And it states clearly, since we live by the spirit, let us keep in step with the spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. I have been called conceited growing up all my life. And for me, I never felt conceited. I always felt confident. Confident that God was doing something in my life that I couldn't really speak on at the time because I had no idea. I just knew that I belonged to something that was more bigger than me and more powerful than me and something out of this and I just knew that from a very young age. So to see what God is doing in my life today is kind of no surprise. It's more of a like a joyous thing. Like, yes, I'm walking with my creator because this is the desire that I've had since I was a young child. I, I desire to be with my true father with my true mother and that is the one who, who created me while I was in my mother's womb who knew me while I was there 
who knew of my existence, who takes out the time to cater to me, to comfort me, to give me the things that I need to survive here on earth. I wouldn't choose it no other way. And as much as this podcast is late today, it's going to get out because God wants you to know that he will always be here whenever you want him, however you are. It is such a big difference from the who and the do. He does not like always what we do, but he's always going to love us for who we are. I am so happy that you joined in on today's episode. You guys go ahead and send this message to somebody who you feel that can benefit from it. It could be anybody. Also check us out on all social media platforms from Facebook to Instagram, Twitter, and so much more. Let God use you and walk with you and renew a new spirit in you that's going to allow you to be a better version of you for tomorrow. And until next time, you guys, Christ, Marcia, Levette, and this is Blessed to Be Us Bougie Bible Studies. Bye!